You know, I'm realizing just now, and by just now I mean my whole life, <laughs> that my brother's a bit of a klepto. Kleptomaniac, that is. Now, if you don't know what a kleptomaniac is, it's someone who's addicted to stealing, which is kind of just odd and somewhat funny in and of itself. You know, people struggle with all kinds of addictions and diseases, but you're like, what do you mean you're addicted to stealing? You, why, why don't you just not take the thing? What in your brain is saying, I have to have it? You know, it's just an odd thing to have. And he is one of these people. He just takes things. He, he's like, I, I could wait. I could order things. I could whatever. But there's that. I, it's, I want it. And the thing about a kleptomaniac and my brother, because he is one, is that they take things that they don't even necessarily need or want. It's just the, ha ah, I have to have. I don't know what it is, man. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy disease. You know, it's the only addiction in which they just shove maniac in the title. You're a kleptomaniac because it's that ludicrous to even fathom that you have to keep on taking things. A kid at the candy store. I got hands. I just went like, nah. I'm an adult. I just want to take. So he took the adapter to my light, my podcast setup, these freaking giant lights I have. He's like, whoa, <laughs> this will be mine. And he just took it. He doesn't have podcasts. He doesn't got lights. He's got no need for it. But he just took it. Just steal it. Just gone. That's him. He's my, my brother is a borrower of permanence. Okay? He just takes things and they're just gone. So I don't know what to say about it. The kleptomaniacs, it's, it's not a victimless crime stealing things. And I should know because I'm him. I'm always the victim. The one upside is that when you do lose things, you're like, ah, where'd that go? I know where it went. Okay? It sucks. It's unfortunate that it's gone. But at least I know. There's a whole pile, okay, the little raccoon just storing things like, so it is what it is, though. Kleptomaniac. There needs to be some sort of, I don't know, meeting, intervention. But I'll say this, if you go to a kleptomaniac intervention, okay, you'll be hard-pressed to find the chair still there on the second session, okay? Because they just sit in a circle, they show back up, like, hey, we're taking these with us. We're all taking a chair! We all got to get one. You walk in there, they're unstringing the banner. And they're, yeah, I'll need this in the bag. I don't even need it, but I, I want, I'm taking this. Coffee creamers don't even drink this. This is getting in the bag. They're just taking things. I bet they're stealing from each other, too. It's like a ring around, a carousel of items. Like, hey, this is uh, switching bags, okay? Switching jewelry, watches, clothes. They're just taking things. They like to take things, man. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Again, it's a maniac. It's maniacal. It's just, it's kind of crazy. And I don't know why it happens. In, in my professional opinion, if I was to diagnose as someone who took psychology in college, half a class, I would say that it probably stems from a younger brother maybe watching his older brother get new items. He gets the influx of inventory and gifts. And the younger brother's like, I gotta wait three years for these hand-me-downs. 36 months for that pair of jeans. I think I'll just take them now. And they get used to that. They begin to just take, 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 take. And you have to pair that with a chill older brother who's like, yeah, do fine. Hey, borrow it too, whatever. And the kid just gets used to it. And he carries that mindset forever. And it doesn't matter who it, it's an inconvenience to. Take, 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 take. Steal, steal, steal. So that's my, my professional diagnosis. But if I was to give it my own Tristan Flair from my own personal studies and knowledge and wisdom that is a psychiatrist, I would say that uh, there is no diagnosis, that it's, it's not really a problem 
but it, that it should be harnessed. Okay. I feel like everybody's got different diseases and little mental ticks and things that we enjoy to do, but it's not so much about eradicating them. We should harness them because I tell you what, you put a kleptomaniac in baseball coach is like steal third, steal third. I'm already there coach. I've been stealing bases all day. Okay. That's how you harness it. Someone who's good at stealing things, he'll be stealing bases. Now, ironically, he will take that base physically with him when he goes home, but at least he won the game. So you have that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it out. These are all words. Hey, people. <laughs> Welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris. And guess what? Okay, I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here with you. You know, you ever walk into a situation, a little event, you stumble upon somebody that you haven't seen in a while, but they're at the restaurant, they're eating dinner, and like, I don't know if I'm intruding, and I don't know if they're feeling good to see me. Hey, I'm happy to see you. Stick around, sit down in the booth, order an appetizer. Okay, let's enjoy some time together. I am. I'm very thrilled to be here with you guys. I'm having a great day. I'll be honest, it's one of those where it's just a good day and I have a lot of them. I have a lot of good days. Something I sometimes feel guilty about, but you know what? It's not that the day is necessarily good and good things happen to me. It's all about perspective, okay? You'd be hard pressed to find someone who's always having an actual good day. The things are just going well. No one wakes up in the morning, hops in their car and goes, ha! I see nothing but green lights ahead. No, that's not what happens. You pull out of your car, looks like you don't have a lot of gas. You begin the drive, stop signs closed. You go around, you find an accident. Now there's people crossing the street. They're walking too slow. You're not making a lot of movement. So then you find that there's another freaking detour ahead. You go around there, get stuck at another light. There's a huge intersection. And then by the time you get through that, you realize you don't even have work today. So there's no point even being in your car in the first place. And you just wasted all that time. That's kind of how days go, right? Things just don't actually happen. Good, like, well, wake up to morning breakfast and pancakes. That's just not how it works every day. Now, sure, there are great things that happen, and we celebrate them. Thank you, God, when they do. But a lot of times it doesn't. We're not rolling out of bed into green lights. Everything, from my belief, is perspective. It's all about how you see something. It's kind of like, do you remember that old meme it kind of took over the internet is the is the dress black and blue or white and gold okay now a lot of you people saw it as white and gold and you're insane to do that the, the dress was clearly black and blue but you had something so messed up in your mind in your eyes that you chose to see that dress as white and gold that's a perspective thing with enough sunshine you saw something that you wanted to see that's kind of how it is of course the day's going to be crappy the dress is going to be black and blue it was black and blue it'll always be black and blue the day is going to be black and blue more often than not but you have to have something messed up in your brain kind of like i do where i gotta see that dress i gotta see this day as white and gold just enough sunshine and light and positivity okay and that's kind of where i'm at the day has just started relatively and it's not that great. You know, things have been bad happening, but I, I've i got a unique perspective where I feel like the idiots that saw the dresses white and gold, I'm like, yeah, this day is awesome. And things aren't going well, man. For instance, I was going to get gas last night and I looked at my tank and I was like, you know what? It's, it's not all the way to E, I'll ride it a little bit more because I saw the gas it was dropping down in the 290s, okay? You know, the 290s of gas, it was one of those beautiful things. 
the, the, when a gallon of gas, gas, it costs the same as a gallon of milk, you know you're in a good spot. The economy is flourishing. And also, why don't we just use milk as gas? Like, it's the same price, all right? Listen, milk, major food groups. You hit the freaking fat, the protein, the sugar, the carbs, the calcium, the milk. It's a, it's a super juice, okay? I mean, and it comes a different variety of, of fats, 1%, 2%, whole flavors, chocolate, strawberry, banana. You, you, you give it to your babies. Helps them grow big and strong and tough, right? So why not put it in the cars? That's what I'm saying. Okay, a lot of people are like, hey, no, go green. No, go white. How about that? My car's my baby. We don't give our babies just bottles of gasoline. So I don't know. If there's a way to harness the power of milk, I'd say that could be the turning point of the future. Just kind of figure that out because it's a good thing, dude. Milk is a great thing. Every baby loves milk. Unless they don't, unless they, but how do they really know? You know, no baby's ever gone like, oh, doc, you know, it's, this isn't really hitting well. I think it might be lactose intolerant. You know, that no baby says that because they're kind of crapping out both ends anyways. Like, yeah, is he like, it doesn't matter. Give him the milk. Good for him. So if the car's stuttering, you pour a gallon of 2% in there and you're like, hey, it's not really running that great. Don't worry about it. It'll grow big and strong. That's your baby. It'll be okay. But maybe I'll deny it. I don't know. Has there been other vegan babies? I'm curious to know what's the world record for the youngest declared vegan? You know, like how's that? How does that work? What's the youngest child that's gonna? Like, I don't want any of it. No more meat. No more dairy. None of it. Like how? What is the? I, I wonder what the world record is. It's got to be at some point. We have to track this. Is it gonna be like the first words? Ah, oh, what's that? What, what are you? What are you saying there, buddy? Uh, 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 what was he gonna say? He's gonna say his first words. Gonna say his first words. Let's watch. Mama, Papa, vegan. Like, oh, Frank. You know. So I'm curious what that is. But anyways, we got off on a tangent. So the <laughs> gas price was low, and <laughs> milk's great. Yes, the gas the gas was low. And I was doing that thing where you kind of gamble with it. It's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Like, I could get it, but I think it's going to keep on dropping. You know, hit me, hit me, hit me. I don't want to go over. If I see that it'll go up by two to three cents, I'll pull in and we'll fuel up. So I chose not to do it last night. And you can imagine my surprise when I pull out on the road this morning. I see it's jumped 50 cents. It was on 290s. It's over. It's 350 for a gallon of gas. That's why we should really be converting to milk because it's just way better. It's it's less cost effective. So it was just one of those things where like, oh my gosh, I blew it. You know, it's not a hard hit. It's not going to ruin my day, but it's, it's a bad thing. This is where I'm talking about perspective or just kind of flipping some things because immediately I was distraught. 50 cents, all right? And I'm filling up 12 gallons. That's $6. And I don't know where that $6 is going to It's just gone. That's $6. It's, I don't have it anymore. Because I chose not to get the gas. Normally, for a lot of people, they go, oh my gosh. And that's what I began to do. But as I was looking at my GPS that was taking me to where I needed to be, I immediately forgot about the the little loss that I had just taken as soon as the day started. It's like, oh my gosh, six dollars and for I could have saved six bucks. It's just it's only six bucks, but still you feel six bucks, you know? Maybe you don't feel two and a half dollars, but six dollars you feel it. You go, oh six dollars, you know, someone pinches you. With a $6 bill, you go, oh, $6. That's kind of how it feels. I just, you feel $6 in your soul. So anyways, I was feeling $6. And I look at the GPS and I see the turn coming up. And immediately right on the turn, 
it, it pops up and it says fuel efficient. Fuel efficient turn. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what the science was, but I can tell you that immediately it made my soul feel better. The $6 didn't matter because it made me laugh. The fact that this turn could be fuel efficient. I don't know what was up with the asphalt or the concrete or the ergonomics of how this was going to bend. Yeah, the physics were just going to roll in. My gas tank is like, oh, this is a fuel efficient turn, you know? I was going to burn half a gallon of gas, but you know what? I think we can just coast on through. So I was laughing, genuinely, just at that little thing. I immediately forgot about $6. I, I got a $6, maybe even $7 laugh out of that little thing that there was a fuel-efficient turn. What does that mean? A fuel, <laughs> a fuel-efficient turn. How could it turn? This is, this is one of those things where it just it accentuates the car's ability so perfectly that it's fuel-efficient. So anyways, it made me just so happy. It was just a little quirk that I immediately uplifted my day. Again, black and blue dress, seen a fuel efficient turn. It was a fuel efficient dress. So it made me really happy. And that was just one of the bad things. Fuel efficient turn. And right before that, actually, I was working out before I had left. And I was trying to just do a heavy set, just do a quick little bang out workout. And you know, when you're lifting something really heavy, your form begins to break down as you get near the end. So I'm cranking out this weight. It's 175 pounds on an incline. And when you get to that last rep, you know how you kind of, you break your form down. You're really struggling for it. Now I have this habit of when my form breaks down that I'm driving my back and my head into the seat. Okay. So when I do that, I'm using every part of that in my body to get this weight up, which basically means I'm relying on my neck muscles to shoulder press 175 pounds. Not ideal. Because as soon as I rack it, my neck goes, and I go, oh, oh my gosh. And I can't look left. All right. Immediately, this is another day ruiner. I don't know if I'm going to get a fuel efficient turn that's going to cheer that one up. A fuel efficient turn. How is it, man? This is a fuel-efficient road. It's a fuel-efficient jump you got there. Look over. If you look at the, the lake to your side, there's a fuel-efficient site. Just by looking at it, you'll save 3% on gas. Uh, mm, give me with an ah. Oh, see, made my day ruined, but you know what? I don't know. That's a fuel-efficient rubber band right there, so it makes me happy. <laughs> what does it mean? How is, it, how is the turn fuel-efficient? It doesn't matter. Anyways, next stiff. I can't look to my left now, okay? So if I got turned to see that, that's how it happens. So that was a day ruiner. And I don't know if the turn, uh, there's not enough, uh, there's not enough white and gold there. So I'm feeling a little bit distraught and I leave the house anyway. Now, instead of making a breakfast, I <laughs> I got just a, just a big mason jar of milk. And this is something I've never done before. And it's like, it's, it's like 40 ounces. So I'm just carrying it. There's no lid, no cup on it. And I'm just driving. Can't look to the left, but I, I feel happy knowing I have my milk because it's a super juice, you know, I'm feeling great, feeling powerful. And I'm, I'm just kind of understanding the humor and how odd it is that I'm just holding this milk, but everything's fine. I'm still not thrilled about that. I can't look left until... I'm in the right lane and someone pulls up right in the left because I, I don't I don't go in the left lane because I can't look this way. I can't make sure no one's over here. So I'm like, you know what? We're hugging the curb all day. That's all I can do. I'm just taking right turns all day to get to where I need to be. So anyway, someone pulls up next to me and I'm sipping on my bucket of milk <laughs> I have here, and I feel like they're looking at me, 
but I can't turn to see them because I can't look left. And I, 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 I feel it. You know when you just feel you know someone's there? And I want to confirm it, but I can't, but I still know it's there. And I'm drinking my milk, and I begin to laugh because that's, it's, I'm starting to see a little white and gold in the situation here. Because I'm starting to, like, what's their perspective? They see, Who carries a drink? A bottle of water, maybe. Maybe a pop or a juice, something you get from the gas station, but a, a, a pail of milk? It was just so silly that what it looked like must have been so crazy to someone. I got to move because I snapped, but I start laughing even more and I'm drinking it. And I, I just feel like, what is there? He's even, this guy must really love his milk because now I'm just having the best time of my life. Like it's a rave. I'm spilling it all over myself. Like I'm a coach. I just won the Super Bowl. Dump it with milk, man. He loves it. And I just start laughing, kind of uncontrollably having this little milk party in my car, just knowing someone's watching. And I can't even look over to like give him a nod, like, yeah, I'm just enjoying some milk. I feel like I'm just in a little zoo. And that wouldn't have happened if I could look to the left. And that's a little white and gold. Very white, very white. You know, not as much gold, but just very milky white. And it was just one of those things where it twisted that bad part of my day that I wouldn't have experienced without the bad. That's a little perspective change for you. So I'm just chugging the milk. <laughs> what did they see? I just, you just got to think about their perspective. They pull up red light, awfully red light. What is you doing? Oh my. And you know, and they're like, I probably shouldn't look in this guy's car. And I'm still chugging it. It's, a, it's, it's almost half a gallon of milk, you know? It's a, it's a lot of milk. And speaking of which, if there's any vegans, like, you can't be drinking all that much. It's 1%, okay? So... Of all the people drinking dairy, I'm on the 1%. You get 1% fat of the milk? That's basically vegan. You could probably have 1% fat milk. I would argue. You'd be like, it's only 1%. 1%. People are drinking whole fat milk? This guy's one. It's like the Purell of dairy. 99.9%. I'm basically vegan here. So I'm drinking my half a gallon, my freaking pail, my bucket, my shovelfuls of milk. And I just can't stop laughing at the thought of what they're looking at. Oh my gosh, he's gonna he's gonna grow up big and strong. Probably a professional athlete. Look at him. So it's just so funny. So if you guys are driving around and you see somebody just drinking milk, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Do you you have to keep watching? You have to see how it ends because it's an unusual sight. I would. <laughs> I don't care. The light's green. This guy is. I think he's going for some sort of record. What is the challenge? Nobody cares around a freaking a thermos, a tub. It's one of those giant water coolers. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very hydrated on dairy alone. And I thought that was just, it was just the best, man. It's just the best. All about perspective. So, yeah, that was a couple things that were happening. And the, the other one was that little thing I was talking about, traffic not being great. That was a true story. I was not getting to where I wanted to be. I was wasting a lot of time. Okay, and I was feeling very slow. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know when you're just wasting time? You're like, this, is, this doesn't need to be happening. I'm all out of milk. Okay? <laughs> There's not much else I can do right here. So, I'm just kind of driving around, taking some detours. And I go through a back road. And I stopped. I'll put a picture up. I see a mailbox that is 20 feet high above the rest. There's other mailbox ones way up in the sky. And I had to pull over and take a photo because how silly is this thing? The mail's all the way up there. So I feel like I am wasting time. But when I think about the mailman that has to deliver this, okay, he either has to pull out a ladder from his truck and shimmy and climb all the way up there and deliver that thing 
which he probably doesn't have, so he's probably going to use the second option, which means that he's got to wind back and just shot put Amazon packages 30 feet in the high. So any afternoon, you might find an Olympic athlete of a postman just giving it all he's got. So it just made me laugh. Just like how, how odd and absurd and inconvenient. You know, he doesn't deserve that. But, you know, I was wasting time. It just goes to show that there's other funny inconveniences. But look at that. How silly. What's he supposed to do? Like just freaking great. You know, he probably ties a rope to it because he keeps missing and reel it back in. You know, what is he, Indiana Jones? How's he supposed to get anything up there? Bending the envelopes into a paper airplane. So it made me really happy. And those are really the three things that happened right off as my day started. I was like, ah, things aren't going well. I'm not getting green lights. I understand that. But you got to find a perspective. Sometimes you just have someone staring at you as you guzzle milk or you you lose money and gas. But you make it up because it's so fuel efficient that you get the six bucks back anyway, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, man, then you do something like that. And then your day's ruined. But then you remember that some postman has to freaking climb Everest, a tree. He's just scaling it. And that makes me happy. But it makes me feel sad for him. But also, like, there's got somebody find a video of this guy. I need to know how he delivers the package. There's got to, does, does he carry a trampoline with him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I want to see it some more. So, yeah, man. Enjoy your milk. And I think that's the biggest saver of any day, dude. Enjoy your time. Okay? Enjoy your time. Don't be a vegan baby. I want almond milk. Give me some almond milk. Wouldn't that suck? Right there. You're like, hey, we, we want almond milk? No. We're doing real milk. Grow strong. It'd be tough, dude. But also, there's way too many substitute milks. All right. I don't I don't get it. I don't know why there's so many. You can't look me in the eyes and say, Tristan, the vanilla almond milk is a thousand times different than the cashew almond milk. You know, what are we doing about that? So you have almond, you have cashew, you have rice, you have oat. Who who's eating a bowl of rice? Like, I think we can milk this and I'm going to want that over any other milk. You've already got it. But then you're chopping down all this grain. You know, we have people that are against the dairy because it's, it can be mass produced and it's not a great site. I get it. But you don't need to overflow the market with different nut milks. And also nut milk, dude, it just sounds gross. As a guy, I hear nut milk and I'm not happy. All right. So I can't be like, hey, do I have some nut milk on the side? Would you like some nut milk? Oh, I'll take the cow udders. Thanks. One percent, though. So I'm still a good person. But yeah, I can't imagine who's just. Who's scrolling through the freaking the dairy aisle and <laughs> see all these different milks? Like, yeah, is that almond? No. Cashew? No. Oat? No. I need rice milk. Rice milk. Oat milk. What is it? What is it? Why? Why? How are we milking it? And at what point, like, who's regulating that? Because it's got to be mass produced. If we're going to worry about the actual economy and how green we are, we're just chopping down all these almonds. These almonds could be used for something else. Makes you feel bad for the almonds, so... What is it if you're someone who's against nut milks? <laughs> it just doesn't sound good, man. It just doesn't make me happy. I don't feel okay saying it. I'm going to say something else. I don't have. What's a substitute for nut? I guess we could call the, the grain, grain milk, oats and wheat and stuff, wheat milk, wheat milk. No, I don't know. But 
what kind of sickos going through there? He's like, no, I don't need that milk. Like, I, I can't imagine. I can, though. When I see it, I see somebody who's wearing cargo shorts and flip-flops and a tank top. And, you know, you'll be the judge on what kind of person that is. It's not a good one, you know. So don't judge the book by its cover, but judge them by the milk that they drink, okay? Drink 1%. No, you don't got to do that. But just pick one milk. There can't be this many milks. It's the same way I feel about actual milk. Why we don't need this many different percentages of milk. Let's just agree on a single, like some, who's just sucking out different fat of all the milks. Like, no, we have a couple people over here that like 2%. Gotta get them. No one's ever having the 2% or the whole. It's all 1%. You ever look at the aisle? It's just full. And the same with all these nut milks. They're always there. I've never had an instance where I passed the grocery store and I'm like, oh, wow, they're out of there. Who's the sicko that's buying all this? And why is there such a demand that they feel the need to make more? Walnut milk. It's going to be coming. Peanuts. Every nut you can think, they will find a way to milk it. Dang it. So anyways, I can't remember what I was saying, but I'm having a good day. I want some milk. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, spicy. Yeah, so anyways, we got off a little bit of tangent. I get a little passionate about my milk, but that's only because it makes me have such a great day. I'm not saying you got to, you know, drink dairy. If you don't like the dairy, don't get the dairy, especially if you're lactose intolerant. But, uh, you know, people have peanut allergies too. That's very, I feel like we should just settle on one. Let's find a milk that works for everybody. The universal milk, all right? But anyways, I wasn't feeling on top of the world. Very few people are, mostly elves, you know, because they're at the North Pole. But yeah, it was just one of those times. So what else is going on, man? What else is really happening in the world? I was recently just doing a bit, actually. I was doing a joke about hoarding <laughs> because my my parents, they're they're hoarders. And I'm a third generation hoarder, okay? Because if I, I've, I've seen my parents and my grandparents' houses, the basement. My grandparents have an ice hockey table and a ping pong table. That they're not using. They'll never use. They've never used. And they say it's for the kids. But, you know, I, as one of the grandchildren, know that that's also not true. It's not being used. So it's just there. And they like their stuff. I get it. It's just it's it's the mentality. I don't not understand it because, like I said, it's, it's in me. I'm a non-practicing hoarder. I feel the instincts to just barricade myself with items. Okay. And I would imagine my aunts and uncles have it all too, right? I haven't seen all their houses, but I imagine they're, they've got knickknacks and things that they don't need. They're like, Tristan, I'm not one of them. You turn around, you see a bunch of antiques that you haven't seen in 35 years. But yeah, my parents are hoarders and I'm a third generation. I'm, I'm really fighting the instincts off. And I was just doing a bit about that because when I got hit in the accident, we were cleaning out the garage, right? Whole day packed up everything, garage spotless clean. If you looked in the garage now, you wouldn't know there was ever a change because my parents are, well, they're different. They're, they're two different types of hoarders. My mom is a holder, right? Not a hoarder, or when she is, but a holder. She, she finds things and she keeps them. My dad's a collector. He sees things like, yeah, you know? I just need the, I need to have it. I need to grab it. I need to take it. So they have a way of just finding space no matter what it is. And like, I got a, I got a freaking blockade. I got to put stuff in here. There's a hole. There's space. I must fill it. I would have loved to see what their lockers looked like back in high school. Cause I guarantee you there was way more than just books in there. You opened up and just doorknobs fall out, which means they were bringing stuff from home. <laughs> Cause like, I got space. I got about like half a square foot here. Got to shut up. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> it's just who they are. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, there is, but the only thing that's keeping my parents from having their own TLC show is other people living in the house because I feel like the only reason they don't want me to move out is because they know what they're going to do with the space that I take up, the area that I'm in, my bed. It's just going to be like, stop, stop, stop. And anyways, I was doing the joke about how they loved loved word, and I was comparing them to beavers, right? I was saying if we were going to evolve, we we would have we would you guys would have come from beavers because you just like oh, it's twigs, branches, sticks, mud, pack it in. You're like, is that birch wood? We don't even need just pack, pack, pack. You know, we gotta freaking get it over here. That's kind of their mentality. Anyways, the reason I bring it up is not to keep on saying that they're hoarders, but that my brother does this thing where he doesn't pick up on the bit when I'm doing a joke and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, cause I do the podcast in real life and sometimes I forget that other people can chime in, you know, that's where I like get a lot of my jokes is I'm paying it for gold in the river of conversation. There's a nugget, there's one, there's one. So I'm doing the hoarding bit. That's when it first happens. I'm like, Oh, this is funny. I'm making people laugh. And then, and then he chimes in because he thinks that when I say, Oh, if you guys were to come from someone, you would have came from beavers. Cause I do the whole beaver bit. And I'm doing the tail wag, you know. <laughs> and he, uh, oh man, why is it bad today? So much milk would make me feel better. So he chimes in and he steps on the bit. He goes, well, we, I mean, we didn't come from beavers. So I'm like, I know that. And he interrupts. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to believe we're going to be well. I was like, I wasn't actually preaching Darwinism. I was just making a joke from the beginning. And I don't like it when people step in the middle of the bed. That's why I love the podcast. It is not a freaking town hall democracy where we all have a right to say things. Now, here on the podcast, it's a dictatorship. And this is how I run things. That's why I don't run for office, because I know it's not a great way to do things. But it's how I feel. It's how we live over here. So anyways... He steps on the bit and he had just done that a couple weeks ago too, because I was doing a different bit. I was like, why does it cost more for me to buy gluten free things? You don't have to put the gluten in it. So why is it being more? Why? How am I paying for less gluten? How is that fair? It's like, yeah, this is sugar free. Sugar free. Why is that more expensive? You didn't put it in there. And then he was like, well, actually, it's, it's because he's a very smart guy. This is the problem is that he's got so mu much knowledge that he likes to shut things down and stumble. I was like, hey, read this. If I'm ever gesticulating like this, the seriousness level is way down. OK, if I don't take myself serious, why should you? OK, so take everything with a heaping spoonful of salt. Very flavorful. So anyways, he keeps going, yeah, the, the reason for doing gluten is actually a very delicate process of harvesting the gluten from the wheat. It's like, oh, geez. oh no, let me get through a joke. <laughs> so anyways, that's what happened. And just wanted to put that out there that don't do that to me, any of you guys. If I'm, if I'm doing it, just let it ride or chime in. Let's all play. Let's all make jokes, but don't, don't shut it down with science. I hate science. Science has got no place. No place in humor. No one's ever been reading their science textbook and be like, oh, plutonium. <laughs> that would not mix with those chemical compounds. <laughs> it doesn't happen. You can't mix science in a funny way. So, anyways, what was I saying? Yeah, don't do that. Don't step on the bed. What else is going on, dude, outside of my hoarding family? They're beautiful people, though. Again, hoarders, they are great. 
It's it's kind of like what I was saying about kleptomaniacs. It's not that they need to be eradicated, be harnessed, okay? The hoarding mentality, again, I feel it, is that you see the use in things. You're like, I see the positive impact this can have, what it may be, these antiques, these random shelves, bookcases, I don't even read, doesn't matter, I want them. You see the value in things. It's a very good quality to have. I think they'd be great on the prices right too. It's like, eh, boom, $49. Like, oh, how do you know? It's like, I got three of them. So, anyways, what else is going on, man? What's our time? Oh, that one made me sore. I wish I had a bucket of milk. So, what else is happening? Oh, just recently, I went to go pick up a check. I don't know if this is going to be funny or if I'm going to laugh the same amount of when it first happened. But I went to go pick up a check. And I usually do this. It's for my dad. And they leave the check under the rug at the doormat at the front of the house. Very routine. You know, you go up there, check, fine, push the kid away. So I went there to go get the check and the guy's outside, right? And he's like, hey, there's a bag of tools right there too. I'm like, okay, I'll grab the bag. So as I'm getting the stuff and I lift to go get the check, I hear, there's the bag. I hear bag. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm picking up the bag of tools that he already mentioned as I was walking over there. So I grab it, and he's like, no, <laughs> leave the bag. And I was like, what? So he's, he's not talking about the tool bag, though. So I say that. I say it because I'm, I'm not trying to be rude or confused, but I just go, I'm baffled. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, the bag that the check's in. The check was in a Ziploc baggie. It's dirty. It's been under the mat. And he's like, leave the bag. And... Again, I say what? Again, I'm not trying to be rude or question his means, but it was just instinctive. My body and my brain just went, what? <laughs> what? Because now I knew he wasn't talking about that. He's like, read the zip, you zip line, but what? And he's like, <laughs> reusable. And <laughs> I don't know why this was so funny to me, but the fact that he wanted to keep this Ziploc baggie made I was just wash in a wave of jolly okay just feelings and I I don't know how I suppressed it I didn't laugh right in his face but it made me so happy one because just the ridiculousness of wanting to keep a bag that's it's two cents you get 75 for a dollar you know I don't know what the conversion is but it's a Ziploc baggie and it's clearly it's like it's shredded it's dirty He's like hey reusable the word the tone like to, to care so much about the ziploc baggie to be aggressive about me because i had picked it up and i parried he's like no the bag leave the bag and i thought that was just the funniest thing ever and <laughs> i think it was also him saying reusable like the word was just already like uh, uh reusable but it was also like he had stumbled onto some new technology like by the way these are reusable and it says it on the back and it's gross and there was no reason to do it it was under the mat already protected not to mention the check was in an envelope and you could put it in the mailbox and now i got trying to ziplock this dirty freaking thing to leave the bag here they even scribbled on the envelope he's like leave the bag i didn't see it and oh my gosh, dude, it was just the funniest thing ever. And I don't know why that as soon as I got in my car and I hope he didn't hear me, I swear, as soon as the car door shut, I, I just, I, I put my hands on the wheel, I closed my eyes and I just, I said under my breath and went, reusable. 
And I just started laughing so hard to myself. And I was like crying, crying, laughing. And I don't know why. Like, I get it. It's not the funniest thing ever. But the moment that <laughs> I was confused. What? What do you say? <laughs> Leave the bag. Like, what? What do you? The bag. Reusable. <laughs> and I was just washed. I was washed with emotions of feelings. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you want the bag? Why are you being mean over it? I, I didn't know. This has never been a new. This is a new. This is against the routine. So I had to like floor it out. And I was just crying. And it was so funny to me. And I wish it would have happened more today. I was already having a good day. And I just the, the dress just got even more whiter and golder. Oh my gosh, reusable. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he wanted the bag, but I know I'll get him for Christmas now because I know what he values, okay? It's kind of like the hoarding mindset. This is mine. I hold it, made me feel okay. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I could dissect it more to figure out why it makes me so happy. Maybe part of the look on his face or it's, it's me kind of being like, when people get upset over things that seem silly to me, so maybe it's wrong because he's really passionate about the bag. But even saying that, saying like, it's not fair to be upset. He's really passionate about his Ziploc bags. That makes me happy too. And maybe I'm a bad person. I don't know why. But when someone's being mean over a Ziploc baggie, that I also couldn't even hear him. Hey, leave the bag under. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Reusable. <laughs> Ah, uh, sir, I'm sorry. I'll keep the bag now. Oh, man. I want to go back there. I just want to relive that moment over and over again. It just made me so happy. But, yeah, hopefully he didn't hear me because I don't want him to feel. I guess I should have talked about it. But he, he doesn't know. He doesn't listen. We're fine. But I'm not. I wasn't trying to be rude. Okay, I understand people have feelings towards bags. And, and their own things. I get it. So it just made me really happy. And I... I'm going to get him a ton. I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to go there the next time. He's like, hey, leave the bag up. Just wash him. And it only cost me like 50 cents. And like, I have so many. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Reusable. <laughs> what a great word. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what's been going on. Black and blue days turn to white and gold with enough sunshine. You, too, can be happy. Drink your milk. Even if you're vegan, get some nut milk. Oh, nut milk. Nut milk. <laughs> reusable <laughs> guys thank you so much for coming in to this episode of full circus that's what i'm using that's my word now right if you're like hey i just finished this episode i'm gonna go watch another ep another one i'm like hey stay here watch this episode all over again what rewatchable this episode is what <laughs> reusable yes dude i love that guy so, yes, again, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Have a great day. I love you. This has been Full Circus. It's full. But don't worry. We got tickets. And even if you find a used one, they're what? What are they? What are these old tickets? They're reusable. <laughs>